What can we do to gain acceptance from God? Real Life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you will hear from Ryan Rampton, who lived his life following religious laws and rituals and never felt enough for God. You know, I think a lot of us who grew up in a religious environment or with a certain religion, we can feel like, what can I do to please God? How can I make Him happy? Maybe if I take a certain class or if I act a certain way or Mm, if I get water baptized, then He's going to love me and be pleased with me. But I know for me, it never seemed to be enough and I could never feel like He's going to accept me. Yeah, I think, you know, if you just ask people, people feel like, well, I'm a good person. God will accept me. It's those moments when you're alone and you're like, okay, wait a minute. Am I good enough? Mm -hmm. When the rubber meets the road, am I really going to be good enough? Yeah. And then, so, you know, a person who has that type of thinking, they'll start doing a lot of nice things. You know, Mm -hmm. they'll start going in like, you know, if I give this away and I'm going to start helping people more. And it starts to become more of a works-based type of mentality, which is, you know, I'm going to go volunteer more. And, you know, all those things are great, mm-hmm. but those are not going to get you more acceptance from God. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things are actually not what God is looking for. And I know what you're talking about because there was a time when I was younger that I thought I was just this angel or this saint, like, wow, I'm so good and <laughs> I'm such a good person. I'm so kind. And as I got older and the worse that I became and the worse things I did, I thought, wow, I don't know if I'm that good. And it started to eat away at me. And I thought, well, what can I do to get better? And how can I fix what I've done? Well, I can't. And it was such a predicament. Yeah. Well, how good does one have to be to get that acceptance from God? Well, the Bible says in Ephesians 5, 2, it says, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. You know, for God and how Jesus died on the cross for us, if we receive Jesus, we will become acceptable like a sweet-smelling aroma to God. Mm. It's not about what you do, because how good do you have to be? You got to be perfect. And no one here on this earth has lived a perfect life except for Jesus Christ of Nazareth himself. Mm. And when he lived that and he died as a sacrifice, he took on your sins. He took on my sins Mm -hmm. so that our lives, if we receive him, will become a sweet smelling aroma. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about this. When you receive Jesus Christ and God thinks about you, you smell good. Mm-hmm. He is pleased with you. He's like, oh, I love you. Yeah. I'm about you. And I think it comes to a place where we have to humble ourselves and say, we're never going to be good enough, but Jesus, you are. Let's hear from Ryan Rampton after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Ryan Rampton, and he grew up as a Mormon, really felt like he had to earn his way to heaven, although he received Jesus as his Savior. He was a firefighter and ended up becoming a photographer, and during his photography days, he got electrocuted. And when he was electrocuted, he died and experienced heaven. And we're going to find out what happened. Let's welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks for being with us. 
Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate that. Yes. Now tell me a little bit about what it was like for you trying to earn your way to God in your faith. Well, I don't know if a lot of people know what it's like to be a Mormon, but there's a lot of expectations. You have to keep the word of wisdom. You can't drink coffee, tea, use tobacco or drink alcohol and very strict moral standards. I was never a very good Mormon. I was always a better sinner than I was a Mormon. And consequently, I always felt like I was never enough. But I had this deep love for God since I was a little boy. And I always wanted to serve him and love God and I love Jesus. And I just felt like such a failure all the time. Mm. I actually even got excommunicated from my church twice for sins. And it was a real big burden to never feel enough. Mm. In fact, it weighed so heavy on my soul that there was a couple of times I did try to commit suicide. Because I had felt like I had loved God and I was letting him down and I was never going to be enough. I was never going to make it to heaven. And I was just a failure at life. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I felt about things. Wow. And there are so many people in different religious backgrounds and faiths and beliefs that feel like they just can't do enough for God or they blew it and they're not enough. Tell me a little bit, as you continued through that life, just not feeling enough, you ended up getting married, having kids and left the firefighter scene and became a photographer. Tell me how your life was going at that time. Well, it was not bad. Me and my wife, we had quite a rocky marriage. But we had four kids together, and we were trying to hold it together for our kids. Mm I had been a firefighter for quite a few years. I ended up breaking my back in a car accident and happened to have some back surgeries and different things that didn't allow me to continue in that line of work. And so that's when I went into photography. I'd always done it, but it was more of a part-time gig instead of a Mm full-time. Life was not terrible, but I wasn't very happy either. Right. It was just normal life, paying the bills, raising kids, having a mortgage, fighting with the wife, making up, <laughs> living life. You know? Right, right. <laughs> and all of that changed for you when something happened with the cord and the electrical outlet. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So I'm in my photography studio and I had tipped over one of those big photography flashes that we have in this studio. And it had broken earlier in the day. I knocked the stand over and it crashed to the ground and broke. And there was parts hanging off and I thought, I'll mess with that later. So I went in and I had a movie theater room where I used to show the images. And my kids were in there watching the movie. And the movie was almost over. My wife had gone in the house to feed the baby. And my photography studio is right next door to my house. So I went out and I thought I'm going to fix this light. So I started messing with it. And I have this cord, it's like a computer cord that has the three metal prongs and the black plug slides into it. Well, that had broken off. And so I had this plastic housing with wires hanging off of it and the cord. And I'm messing with it, trying to get it apart. Mm. I had this feeling come over me that I was going to be electrocuted. And I'm like, oh, I better go unplug this. So I went over to where I had them plugged in. I had four of these lights plugged in and I unplugged one, the wrong one, but I didn't know that. I thought I was unplugging the right one, Mm. came back and started messing with it. And I just couldn't get a good grip on the plastic. It was kind of slick. And so I decided to use my teeth as pliers in my brilliant moment. Yes. So I bit (laughs) down on it and three metal prongs touch my tongue. So 120 volts go directly into my mouth. 
Oh my and I'm being electrocuted and I cannot move a muscle. 120 volts was going through my whole body. Mm. Every cell was just violently being electrocuted in my body, like everything. Oh my gosh. It was very painful. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm trying to pull it out. I'm a pretty strong guy. I was a firefighter. I lift weights, but no matter how strong I was, I couldn't pull it out. Like I'm using all my strength to try to pull this core down and it's not budging and I can't move any muscles. I can't even move my eyes. I thought maybe the breaker's going to pop, but my photography studio used to be a garage. So it had like really high amp breakers. Mm. So they were all set for like welders and air compressors and stuff like this. So I had plenty of juice. I could be welding in my mouth all day and the thing wasn't going to pop. Oh my God. So I'm sitting there being electrocuted and I'm like starting to see black smoke billowing out of my mouth. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is not a good sign. I'm like, something's directly wrong. And I knew at that moment that I was dead. This is how I'm going to die. And disappointment just flooded over me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? This is how I'm going to die? I'm going to get a dang Darwin Award. I'm going to be a joke on the Internet. This idiot put a cord in his mouth and bit down on him. That's how he died. That's how much an ego I still was. Like, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die and leave my kids. That's so sad. No, I was so worried about my appearance. I'm going to die, and I'm going to look like an idiot. That was, you know, <laughs> no, right. I can't die being a hero. I can't die saving people, being a firefighter. No, I'm going to die from stupidity. Oh, great. <laughs> so a lot of people that I've read about, you know, they see this tunnel. Well, I didn't see a tunnel. What happened with me was I'm being electrocuted. I can't even move my eyeballs. But all of a sudden, I saw this very bright light up above my head, and it was streaming down from the ceiling. And I remember looking up into it, and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, that is the most beautiful light I have ever seen. And I was just enthralled by it, and I looked up into the light. And, of course, it wasn't my body because my body couldn't do anything, but my spirit lifted up, and I went into the light. Wow. And, you know, Ryan, there's a lot more to your testimony, and we're going to have you share all that you encountered, what you saw, what you heard when you died, and how you were given an opportunity to come back. And we're going to pray for those right now who need a second chance, maybe in life and some hope. And maybe they don't even know if there's a heaven or a life after death. Thank you so much, Ryan, for being with us. You're so welcome. You know, I think that many of us can relate to his feeling of being shocked, Mm -hmm. being shocked like, oh my gosh, this is going to be my moment. Because that's something that we have no control over. Mm. And I think that's something that people don't imagine. They try not to think about. Right. But the truth is, we don't have control over how we're going to pass from this life into the next. And truly, it's going to be our lives that are carried over into the next. But it's the decisions that we make today that are going to determine where we're going from this day forward. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, for someone who's listening on the air saying, I'm not sure. I want to know where I'm going. I want to know that I'm going to be with you. Mm-hmm. We take that moment to say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. Yeah. We don't know when that day's coming. So I just give my life to you. We give our lives to you, Lord. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, we receive you. We believe in you. We ask you to completely set us free mm-hmm. from any fear or always having to work to get to you. Mm-hmm. We know that you died on the cross so that we can come to you. And we receive your gift of forgiveness of our sins in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And if you need prayer, we want to hear from you. Give us a call. 
Our number is 877-480-4477. Again, 877-480-4477. God bless you all. Please join us to hear the rest of Ryan's story right here on Real Life.